Welcome to Always Andersonville, the podcast. I'm Laura. I'm Sarah. Today, we are joined by Kat Levine, owner of Be Yoga Andersonville. Be Yoga is a family-owned yoga school in the Andersonville neighborhood that offers Bikram yoga classes to students at all skill levels. If you want to improve your muscle strength, flexibility, increase circulation, be sure to visit Be Yoga at 5715 North Clark. Welcome, Kat. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's our pleasure. And you were just telling us before we started recording that this week is Be Yoga Andersonville's 10-year anniversary. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. So we're celebrating 10 years in business, and it's my fifth year at the home. That's awesome. We love celebrating birthdays and anniversaries here. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Where are you from and how did you become interested in yoga? I uh, grew up in Hong Kong and I started practicing yoga when I moved to Canada. So I was about 17 years old and I saw this room. It was a hot yoga room and it overlooked street level and it was the middle of winter and there were all of these half naked people just drenched in sweat doing yoga and they looked really nutty and I thought I'd like to give it a go and I did and I've been going ever since. But it also probably looked really warm it looked in the middle warm. of winter. Totally. <laughs> yeah. So what drove your decision to become a yoga teacher as opposed to just having it be a part of your personal practice? I had a yoga practice for probably seven years daily before I became a yoga teacher. So it, it was a long, uh, a long decision, but I actually knew within probably the first month of my practice that it was something I wanted to do because the positive effects it had on my life were so great. Um, I, I knew right away. Uh, one of the reasons I decided to become a yoga teacher was I wanted to share the way it changed my life with as many people as possible. And before teaching in the United States, you taught internationally. Where did you teach and what did you notice about the difference between teaching classes in the States versus other places in the world? Before I started teaching in the U.S., I taught in London and I taught at 14 different yoga schools in the London area. Um, and then I moved here and I've taught predominantly in Chicago since then. I have taught one or two classes in Hong Kong, um, but I find that it's actually not too different. There are cultural differences within even every city in the U.S. Um, where yoga will be taught a little bit differently. People have different philosophical backgrounds and think a little bit differently about both the practice and the best ways and best practices to teach. Um, but all in all, I find that there is more common ground than there is uh, otherwise. Can you describe for our listeners the origins of bee yoga and how you ended up in Andersonville? In 2008, a woman named Jessica Rask, whom you, you both know, uh, she opened Bee Yoga. Back then it was called Bikram Yoga Andersonville. And uh, she was the, the school owner and she hired me first as a teacher and later I became a manager uh, and took over from her in 2013. But we both shared this great passion for teaching yoga to people of all bodies and all skill levels. And this happened to be the perfect neighborhood for us to be in. 
I'm curious what it went, what what it was like for you going from something that you're really interested in and you do as part of a daily practice to actually doing that for a living mm-hmm. and being a business owner. Like growing up in Hong Kong, were you around small business small business owners, or did you have any interest in actually business operations? Because I guess. I would think that doing yoga is different than running a small business. What's that been like for you? Oh, it's it's been amazing. It's been really just a dream come true. I'm very lucky because when I go to work, I'm really thrilled. I'm genuinely thrilled. I'm so happy and so grateful for every single person who walks into in through my doors. It's a small miracle. Um, but you know, I'm not going to lie, the first few years were really hard. It was just a, an enormous challenge, but it was one foot in front of the other. And eventually we got to a place where I felt comfortable. And there is a lot of life. Um, and it's been amazing. My my background is not in business. My parents are business people. And they always joke when I come home that they're surprised that I was the one out of all of the kids who ended up going into business and ended up opening a small business of my own. So Kat, what is a common misconception that people have about the practice of yoga? I think a lot of times because of, you know, Instagram or whatever, you know, yoga magazines you see, people have an image um, in their minds of what they think a person who practices yoga looks like. So maybe people feel that you have to be flexible or you have to be young and you have to be fit and you have to be beautiful to be able to practice yoga, which is absolutely not true. You can be anybody and wherever you are, no matter what age, what fitness level you start at. Um, you can always practice yoga. You go to where you can until you can go further another day, you know, and it's, it's perfect. It's a perfect lesson in patience and really being okay with yourself. And what drew you to first practice it? I, I was cold, <laughs> you know, the, the, oh, the, the story in the Canada, story, the story in Canada, <laughs> I was very cold <laughs> and I wanted to be more, <laughs> but you know, that's, that's perfect. Yeah. But you know, it was actually, it was a funny thing because, um, I was put off because in my mind back then I thought yoga was for skinny blonde women. And I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable going to most, most, um, most yoga studios at the time in the area. And, um, and it wasn't until I, I, my fear of the cold (laughs) overrode my, um, you know, anxiety about whatever, you know, not being the right person for this. I'd like to survey your your uh, clients and customers and see if anybody had a similar experience. Because mm-hmm. when you walk by Be Yoga Andersonville in the winter and you see the warm windows, mm-hmm. it does kind of draw you in. It's really <laughs> nice. Yeah. So you placed first in overall women's and in Illinois at the 2017 Midwest Super Regional Yoga Asana Championships. Did I get that right? Yes. Um, And you also represented our region at the 2017 National Championships. What was that experience like for you? Uh, They were really wonderful experiences. It was a coming together of our community. So we have um, 
yoga yoga championships, yoga competitions, I know can be controversial because people think, well, how do you compete in yoga? And it's really not a competitive thing. It's a very supportive environment. And when you go into the warm-up rooms, you know, everybody is cheering everybody on and everybody gives everybody hugs and really hopes the best. And it's, um, it's like the best part of our community coming together. And you get what it's like is it's like you have one moment where you have to demonstrate pure present moment. Do I wobble? Do I fall? Or do I hold it? And it's an opportunity that you don't really get a ton of in a regular yoga practice. Can you go up on stage and demonstrate that you have it? And then, you know, and wherever you land again is okay. It's a fun thing. So can you define what that means, the pure present moment? I think if I had to put it in simpler words, it would be like you have one chance to do something and you have that one moment to do something and can it, can it happen while you're relaxed? So, you know, before you step onto a stage, a lot of people, for example, might experience um, stage fright, you know, or you're... Um, it's, it's like a thing where if your practice is continuous and you want to do something like I'm going to balance on one leg and I'm going to stick my head on my knee while I'm balancing on one leg. It's something that you either have or you don't. And can you be, can you be there and in it and be totally relaxed? And then in the case that you fall, can you have no anxiety about that thing that just happened and move on because what starts to happen is people fall and then they have a lot of anxiety and um and then it impedes their next postures and their next so every every moment you're on the stage can you be a hundred percent present in your body without any of this extra stuff that's happening the lights shining people taking pictures anything like that the answer for me would be no. <laughs> well, it's amazing. It sounds like it's uh, the goal is to ach- not achieve perfection, but to right. achieve presence. Right, exactly. And I feel like, yeah, that could be a whole other podcast on like our culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's, yeah, that's so inspiring to hear about. So Kat, can you explain the nuances of the specific type of yoga your institution practices? Why does B Yoga implement Bikram Yoga? And what makes it stand out from the other types of yoga? Well, we teach mostly Bikram yoga. We do teach a couple other things, um, but I I teach mostly Bikram yoga because I found it to be very therapeutic and very accessible for all bodies. Um, So we've been able to teach people who've come in in wheelchairs. We've been able to teach people who don't have full range of motion of their spine. One of my teachers who teaches for me has one arm. So it's, it's one of those modalities of yoga that's very easily adaptable to all bodies because the goal isn't really how far you go into a posture you just you set your mind to follow the alignment to the best of your physical ability and then you stop wherever you need to even if you're only really moving millimeters or quarters of an inch at a time is there a significance to the numbers involved with Bikram yoga? I know that there are 26 postures and two breathing exercises. Is that mm-hmm. something that's unique about it? 
Yes. So what we teach is a series. So we practice a series. uh, We start with a breathing exercise, and then we go through the range of motion of the spine. Uh, The 26 itself, I think, is arbitrary, but the the system is not. So we start by warming up the respiratory system, calming the nervous system down, and then we work through the spine. So side bending the spine, backward bending, forward bending, um, and then you work through the different parts of the body very systematically. So you start with, you know, respiration, spinal movements, and then you work into stamina and then balance and so on and so forth. Every posture prepares you for the next. And how hot is the room? It's 105 degrees. (laughs) So as you said, Bikram yoga works um, at the entire person, inside out, bones to skin. In what ways has yoga personally helped you uh, physically and emotionally? Do you have any stories that involve seeing a student improve one's life or health through yoga? Uh, Personally, I recovered from a bad car accident after doing yoga. As I mentioned before, I knew within the first month that I wanted to become a yoga teacher. One of the reasons was the first time I walked into the room, the first posture you do is you bring your arms over your head sideways. And I was only able to bring my arms maybe about 90 degree angle. And over the course of the month, what began to happen was the nerve pain went away and I was able to completely bring my arms over my head completely for the first time in probably a year. Um, but more so than the physical um, the physical benefits that I've seen, I was very depressed. And with the consistent yoga practice, I really became okay with who I am as a person. And it gave me, uh, you know, a very good level of self-confidence and comfort in who I am. I could probably write a book about um, the benefits I've seen through my students. Um, I actually did a presentation last year at um, a yoga and health conference about, it was basically a collection of stories from my students. I mean, we've had, it's unbelievable. We've had students who've come in and found relief for MS, um, even though Doctors will say that the heat is contraindicated for people with MS. We've had a lot of um, success with our students who've come in. You know, obviously, the more common injuries we see are back injuries, knee injuries, and we've seen really wonderful um, recovery from uh, from those types of injuries, as well as things that you wouldn't necessarily think of, including um, improvements in bone density. Because what you do in uh, yoga is you create stress uh, against the bones using the help of gravity. And that, with the combination of the type of breathing that we do, that helps to strengthen the bones. So we've found that some of our students with osteoporosis will actually find an increase in bone density over time. So, you know, there are all of these applications that you might not think are immediately relevant, but that we've seen over and over and over again. And you talked about yoga being available and accessible to anyone with any body type or um, wherever they might be in their maybe level of fitness. If somebody's wanting to get into yoga for relaxation, Mm -hmm. maybe versus like strength or Mm -hmm. fitness, what do you recommend to that person based on what their desires are? 
I would still recommend yoga. <laughs> I would still recommend that or they are come there in. different types of yeah. yoga that you would recommend? Sure. If they're looking more for a less physical side of yoga, we have a teacher who teaches yoga nidra, which is like a sleeping yoga. Yoga nidra literally means sleeping yoga. You lie on your back. It's great. Somebody talks to you. and It's very relaxing. Is the room warm? Yeah, it's warm. Okay. And that's good for that's people warm. who maybe suffer from like post-traumatic stress disorder. Absolutely. Yeah, so the way the yoga nature works is um, it kind of drops you into uh, a sleep state, basically. You're conscious, you're awake, but with the, with the guidance of the teacher, you become relaxed to the point where you almost feel like you're floating. Like you have these very, uh, you have these very out-of-body experiences <laughs> where you almost feel like you're floating out of your own body. It's very cool. And what advice, you know, would you give to someone maybe wanting to try yoga, but nervous to try yoga, not knowing what to do. Like if someone just shows up at be yoga, like how do you welcome them? We try to be as welcoming as possible the moment somebody walks in because we know it's scary. We're on the second floor. So people have to walk up a flight of stairs, which doesn't sound like a huge deal, but it is. You know, you have to walk up a flight of stairs into a strange space. So we always try to welcome people and answer their questions to the best ability we can um we always tell our new students to try what they can no pressure take as many breaks as they need to and just stay in the room as long as they're breathing you know they're doing perfect yoga as long as they're breathing they're holding still they're practicing being present even if they're sitting out most of the postures it's okay so the the stamina to do the postures will come with time we're not worried about it it's a long class you can sit down as much as you need you're going to do plenty of yoga and there's you're, or you're going to sweat a lot or you're going to sweat a lot one of those things one of those things is going to happen <laughs> okay. um what about like hands-on adjustments and stuff like that do your instructors do that no we don't do any hands-on adjustments at all um and the the reason i don't do hands-on adjustments there are a couple reasons one is um you can't feel what a person feels in their body and um so if you're going I, I find that it's there aren't many people who can do them well so if you you don't want to move somebody and then end up injuring them because you can't feel what they feel you know you part of what you learn in a yoga practice is to become aware of your body so you have to be able to teach yourself what um at what point you can stop and wait for your body to move um, and you know, the, the other reason we don't do hands-on adjustments is not everybody's comfortable with it. Even when you ask somebody, Hey, Hey class, you know, uh, if you're not comfortable with this, can you put your hand up? Even if you do take the precaution to ask that sometimes people and myself included, I've had the experience where I actually don't feel comfortable being physically adjusted, but I've had the experience where I don't, I am like, you know, the moment passes really quickly and I've lost my opportunity to say, Hey, I'm actually not, not quite okay with that. Um, yeah. According to a study done by Yoga Alliance and Yoga Journal, as of 2016, more than 36 million people practice yoga in the U.S., and those yogis have spent $16 billion on yoga gear. Why do you think yoga is so popular in this country with all the other forms of fitness available? Uh, what do you think of goat yoga and other trendier forms of yoga? Yoga's been around for so long. It's been around for thousands of years. Um, so 
I'm glad I'm glad that it's I'm glad that it's popular. Uh, the goat yoga, I think, is really funny. I was telling you before we started recording that one of my girlfriends uh, teaches goat yoga in North Carolina, and you know most people go to the goat yoga for the picture and the beer yoga. You know, there's beer yoga beer now. Yoga. People people teach and they do it for the pictures, and it's really fun. Um, but we, we we don't we don't we don't teach a ton of that stuff. Um, it's good for a laugh. It's good for a laugh, and it's great that people are. I'm happy that people are being introduced, you know, to yoga, no matter how that happens. You are um, you're also a parent, and I was just wondering between being a mom and also a business owner, and I'm guessing you still keep try to keep you know a daily or consistent practice with your yoga. Um, what have you learned more recently just about work life balance, or you know, is there kind of a nugget that you would pass on to other uh, entrepreneurs or working parents? Um, I I try to have fun as much as I can throughout my entire day. So when I go into work, um, you know, I mentioned earlier that when we first opened, I was very stressed out going into work. Um, so what shifted for me was I had to come back to the mindset of why I became a yoga teacher in the first place. So I would go in and once that changed for me, so once I learned to treat my business and remember why, you know, remember the things that I was really passionate about, it became so much easier and so fun. So, you know, I love I love being there all the time. I do. And I love having my yoga practice there. And then when I'm with my son, I leave that at work. I leave my work at work and I spend my time with my son and try to be as present as I can with my son and really enjoy our family time. What do you see for the future of your business or what's your vision for Be Yoga Andersonville? Over time, I would love to uh, offer a few different types, a few more different types of classes. And I would, of course, love for us to stay a vibrant community. Um, you know, in the long run, I, I wouldn't mind opening a second location in the long run, but it's not for now. It's just a thought at this point. And recently, your building became blue. Is that or it's like do you know the exact like color green or yeah. teal? Yeah, yeah. Was yes. that part of? Was that from your business or what's the story behind that? It's maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, it was getting painted anyways. Yeah, yeah, and we're really we're really thrilled with the color. I mean, it's just it looks so much more alive, and it's going to be great in the in the winter time. Well, it, it made me think about that when you said the community vibrancy, because now when you enter Andersonville, like what is more vibrant than that color greeting mm -hmm. you and saying hello? It's so cheerful and fun to see every day in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. um, so we always we always close with this question for our guests. And it's always fun to hear their answers. But if you could choose to switch places with another Andersonville business for one day, who would you choose and why? Oh my gosh. Um, let me think about this. Oh, you know, I would probably go with first slice so I could sit around and eat pie all day. Do you have a, a particular pie there that you enjoy the most or does your son? 
I like the um, polka dot pie. It's like, I think it's a, I, it's almost like a marzipan in the bottom and chocolate on the top with little chocolate dots over it. It's delicious. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Kat, for being here. And thank you for listening to Always Andersonville, the podcast. For more information about Be Yoga, please visit hotyogachicago.com. Show notes on today's episode can be found at andersonville.org. Always Andersonville, the podcast, is engineered and edited by Andy Miles in Studio C at Transistor, a gallery, shop, performance, recording, and teaching space located at 5224 North Clark Street. Have your own podcast idea? The studio is available to rent. Please call 872-208-5877 or stop by the store for details.